Amen. Amen. Thank you. I'm always amazed at what God thinks of me and what, what Felix thinks of me because it's, it's far better than what I think of me. Um, bless you. Thank you, everyone. It's great to be here. I'm Keith, one of the, one of the leaders here. I'll just move this. I don't need it. Um, so today we're going to carry on with the, uh, the sessions we've been doing on Disciples Who Make Disciples. It follows on from Nathan last week speaking about us being yoked with, with Jesus and learning from him and following him. And, uh, and also from Thursday night, for those of you who were there, where we had another session with, led by Simon Holly uh, from King's Arms Church over Zoom, uh, where we looked at sort of how we, how we hear and how we obey and how we um, do, how we act, and how we, um, we respond. I can't remember the other word. Share, that's right, that's right. Um, I need to look at my notes. So, and how we share. And I pray today that what, what we learn, what, we, what I speak about, will help us to do that, will help us to hear from God, will help us to, to obey that word and, and, and follow it on, and, uh, and to be able to share this amazing good news that we have. Um, for, for everyone. So I'm going to speak from, um, uh, last time I was here I spoke about mountains and um, does anyone remember the third highest mountain in the world? So you weren't listening were you? Kanchengunga, <laughs> alright? Um, and it's got five peaks and it was that sort of, we're going up one peak and another peak and then there's more and then there's another one and, and what we're looking at Today and what we're looking at in this series is really about mountain climbing and uh, and going from peak to peak and just seeing the amazing amazing view from from there. So I'm going to ask um, Meg to come up and read a passage for us. Um, it's from we're looking at uh, one of one of those mountains that Jesus was on. It was uh, where he gave what's called the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, she's going to be reading from Matthew chapter four verse 23, and then a bit into chapter 5. And this, the, the background is that um, Jesus had just started preaching. He just started to say to the people, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. So Meg. Well done. <laughs> Morning, friends. So Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the regions across the Jordan followed him. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Thank you, Meg. We just stop there at those amazing, amazing um, words. And if you can imagine those, that Jesus spoke those and Jesus speaking those to you. Yeah, if you've got some Bibles, have them in red. Um, and the, you know, they're, they're, they're words that he's spoken. And they're words that are revolutionary. Um, they're, they're words that... Um, and, and with the subsequent verses in chapter 5 and chapter 6 and chapter 7 of, um, of Matthew... They are revolutionary because they are so countercultural to to be amazing, and um, so we're gonna gonna go through. I'm not gonna go through all of them. I just want to pick out some themes out out of these, and um, and but let's just look at the at the story here. And I need I need you to sort of help me here. So there's a great crowd following Jesus. Yeah. What, who, who do you think's in that crowd? What sort of people are in that crowd? You can shout out. It's okay. What sort of people are they? Politicians. Politicians? Yeah. Yeah, there's a few of them. Commoners. Commoners? What are commoners, Barney? <laughs> Give me an example, Barney. It's all right. I'm putting pressure on you. A regular person. People like you and I. Yeah? What sort of things do you think they, they believed? What, do, what sort of motivations do you think they had for being there? They were curious. Yeah? What else? Yeah, they wanted something, didn't they? What sort of things do you think they wanted? Yeah, yeah, food, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were probably a bit, um, it was like a novelty, wasn't it? You know, they were probably there for something to do, really. Um, they'd heard about him and, and were, were inquisitive. Sorry? Oh, broken people, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were definitely those who, who just wanted, you know, healing, wanted someone to talk to them, someone to listen to them. Yeah? There's a whole range of people there, and they're much like you and I. They're commoners, aren't they, Mark Barney? Although some of us aren't very common. Some of us are more common than others. Um, yeah, there's a whole range of people here. Um, and then, but it says Jesus when he went up to that that mountainside, who who did he who was he addressing these verse, these verses to? Sorry, I'm making you work today, aren't I? Yeah, not very much. Who is he addressing these verses to? These, these things that he's saying to disciples. Yeah, so he called his disciples aside, and he he. These were some people. These were people who had an inkling 
that he might be the Messiah, had an inkling that he might be the one that had been promised to them in, in, their, in, in the, their old Jewish books of the, the Torah and the Psalms and the, uh, and the prophets. You know, and, and they had an inkling that he might be, he might be the one. This might be the one. But they were, they were a minority, I suspect. There was, you know, there were crowds. But Jesus was focusing on these guys because he knew that if they had some inkling <laughs> that he might be who he really was, then they needed to be apprenticed. They needed to be trained. They needed to, be, they needed to go through discipleship. Yeah? And, and he, he started, and it says here, he started to teach them. He started to get through to them. And today, he wants to get through to you. He wants to start to apprentice you. It's what he's been doing over, over weeks, over years for some of us, um, that he wants to, to apprentice us. He wants to disciple us. And I'm going to pick out just a few themes from these from these verses, and then I'll, I'll focus on, on two or three of them. How do you think these verses, these, these things that Jesus is saying about blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, how do you think the majority of people would have reacted to those? What do you think about them? How, how do you think people, re, people reacted? Amazed? Yeah? Confused, yeah? What, what, what about? <laughs> You're trying to get the answer from Google. <laughs> to, to be honest, I bet they thought, You've got to be joking. What planet are you on? What, you know, what, what world do you inhabit here? To, to think that the meek could inherit the earth or, or the, um, you don't, you know, the others will, you know, will get these amazing blessings. Yeah? But what Jesus is saying to these, to these people to these people who had an inkling that he might be the son of God and he might be the Messiah, he's saying, be different. He's saying, be different. I remember when I first became a Christian, one, a wise person said to me once, be different. It's not great, you know, it's not you know, complicated instruction. Be different. And in, ver- in chapter 6 of, of, of Matthew, Jesus, when referring to the scribes and Pharisees, he says, don't be like them. Be different. Be different. Because this teaching is out of this world. This teaching is incredibly countercultural. This teaching is revolutionary. And the teaching of Jesus throughout the, throughout the Bible and what he did is revolutionary. And there's no middle ground here. You either accept it and go with it, and we'll talk about that a bit more in a bit, or you reject it. So people like, like Nietzsche, who was, 
who was brought up as a, as a German Lutheran with, I think his parents and his grandparents were, were um, uh, ministers in the Lutheran church. He rejected it and really was angry about it. But others can embrace it. But there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground here. Because you either have to have, to have you know, the teaching with the teacher and the ethics with the gospel and you know, to, to, to know that it's, it has to come together with the Holy Spirit or it's impossible to keep. It's not, there's no middle ground here in terms of trying to, to follow these. It's not a set of ethics that we have to follow. We really do need some help to, to follow this stuff. And as I say, you either reject it or you accept it. And there's no middle ground. There's no, no middle way of saying, well, I'll take the teaching, as Gandhi did, as, as Marx did, and I'll, you know, I'll reject the teacher. Because if you accept the teaching, you've got to accept the teacher, because it is out of this world. <laughs> yeah? So we have to be different. We have, we have to be different. And we have to react differently to different situations, don't we? I know when I became a Christian, yeah, and I, I became a Christian when I was about 22. Um, I had no Christian background, but it was like light into darkness, and it was it was the things that changed were just my attitude to things, the way I looked at things, the way that made me behave in relation to things, and you know, and and I I had to be different. It was, you know, it made a difference. Now, I won't say that I, I follow that resolutely all the time, every day, but it's had a major impact on my life. And I think it's had a major impact on the lives of many people around here. And what we're talking about today is having an impact on your lives and you then impacting other people's lives. And it's, it's, it's revolutionary. The other thing that comes out of these verses is that, that Jesus says, you are blessed. Now, again, how on earth you can be blessed when you're persecuted, when you're insulted, when you're spoken against, when you're meek, which is contrary to what most of the world thinks is the right way, yeah? when, you, when you are peacemakers, it, it, but yet you are blessed. And what Jesus is talking about, he's talking about being happy. He's talking about you really do not know how lucky you are. And part of our problem is we really do not know how lucky we are, how blessed we are. Because this is not a, a subjective feeling for these things. It's not, it's not a subjective, this is how you feel. It's an objective truth. All right? In the same way as you, um, you, you know, you are saved you are redeemed. You might not feel redeemed every day, but it's an objective truth that you are redeemed. And these are, Jesus is stating, this is the view from heaven. This is the view from heaven on your situation. And, and no matter what your situation is, God's view on it is that you are blessed beyond. If you, if you, you know, if you, if you are um, a follower of Jesus, you are, you are happy. 
you are blessed because that's his view on things. And the blessings are all very, very precise, aren't they? They're very precise in relation to the, um, to, to the attitude that you have, to the feeling that you have. And um, they are, so they're not general, these are very, very um, specific. That mourners are comforted, that the hungry are satisfied, that um, you, you, know, you are called to be, to see God. You are called to, um, to, to, to be um, owners and possessors of the kingdom of heaven. You're called to be possessors of the earth. And, um, and that's the view from heaven. And these, that, and these, these blessings, because they're, individu- they're individually stated, they make a whole. They make, they're all one with the other. Yeah? If you possess heaven, you possess earth. If, you, if you're comforted, then you, 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 know, you, will, um, you, you will receive mercy. Yeah? So these things all come together, so they're available to all. And even if you're not feeling one of these at this particular time, you can still rejoice in the other ones that you, that, you know, you, you might not be feeling them, but the other ones are true of you. You know, you might be suffering, you might be ill at the moment, you might have, have difficulties at the minute, but it doesn't mean those others aren't available to you, because these are available for all people, for all time, in all circumstances and in all situations. Okay? The tense on these is quite important. Yeah? Like this is a grammar lesson. The tense is quite important. The girls at the front are looking, oh no, it's like English grammar. Yeah? But the tense is quite important because some of them are in the present tense. Yeah? For yours is the kingdom of heaven. And some of them are in the future tense. Yeah? You will be comforted. You will receive mercy. And the point is that, A, these are for now and for the future. Yeah? That they're present and they're future. But also that they, that the, um, that what it means is sometimes we have to go through stuff to receive the benefits to receive the blessing. And, um, and like I said, sometimes we go through things, don't we? And it doesn't seem like there's much of a blessing to, be, <laughs> to being in them. But there are other things. And I, I was mindful of the, um, the sign up there that we, that we have in Revive that says, when it rains, look for rainbows. And when it's dark, look for stars. And there's some of these that even if one of those doesn't apply for you, if you are mourning, for example, you will be comforted but you do have to go through it. You do, it, you know, we do experience these things. We are not immune from all the, all the situations that people in this world um, experience. But there are a load of other blessings there that we, can, that we are recipients of. And we do have the hope that that morning will, be com- will receive comfort. And we can look for the blessing that comes um, in the future. So some of them you receive, some of them you, you know, are for the future. So that they'll, they'll come through, they'll come through. And as, as, 
we said earlier on, we, we really do want to pray with people who are in difficulty and see that come through. And we'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. I'll go back to talking about disciples. Okay? So it's disciples that Jesus is talking to here. And disciples are people who, who have accepted that Jesus is who he says he is. And the whole tenant... And I'll read a quote from, from John Stott about this. It says, The whole sermon, in fact, presupposes an acceptance of the gospel and experience of conversion and new birth and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It describes the kind of people reborn Christians are or should be. The Beatitudes set out the blessings which God gives, not as a reward for merit, but as a gift of grace to those in whom he is working such a character. All right. So it's you know these these it presupposes that you are a Christian. It presupposes that you are born again. And and I you know I want to say if you want to receive the benefits that come from these from these blessings, then you do need to be born again. And um, I think I've got the scriptures that come up um, and that say that Jesus said. He said about um, yeah. So to those who receive him, who believe in his name, have the right to become children of God. And he said, "You must be born again." And that was like an imperative. You must be born again. And, and I want to say to you, if you if you're not, you know, you don't think that you're born again, then we'd love to pray with you later on. We'd love to see you come into new life. We'd love to see you um, become a disciple because then you can start to engage with these blessings. You can start to engage with, with what's going on here. But how do we do that? And I just want to pick out three of these um, beatitudes, which is what they're called. The first one is, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He said you're really blessed if you're spiritually bankrupt. He really said you're blessed, actually, if in the Old Testament terms. It said if you're, if you're materially bankrupt. Because then people have nowhere to go. And, and, you know, I know when I became a Christian, there was nowhere else to go. There was no other option available. And you are truly, truly blessed when you come to the end of yourself. When you, when you find that, that um, you know, you've got nowhere else to go. And you must be born again. And it's, and it's those who are, who are um, poor in spirit who receive that a blessing. And notice that one, that particular beatitude is in the present tense. You do receive this now. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. So even though you have nothing, you actually have everything. And that's what being born again is really about. It's about, it's about grace. It's about a free gift of grace as we sang earlier on, for something that we could not do. And that whole beatitude is about, that particular one is about grace. It's about a free, un, unmerited gift to us of new life and of blessing and of possessing the kingdom of heaven. Because it says that's the sort of people that are in this kingdom. So it starts with good, good news. And then, then it's, um, it says, 
Blessed are the, a bit lower down, it says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And that's what happens after you've received grace. And in the, in the, in the Bible, there's always a, 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 an order that, that grace always comes before mercy. So if you read Paul's letters, he's always saying, Grace and mercy, grace and mercy, grace and mercy. That gr- you receive grace. And then you realize that you've actually received mercy. And the point about receiving mercy, that's, and, and mercy is, and I'll use again another quote for this, mercy is the outward manifestation of pity. It assumes need on the part of the one who receives it and resources adequate to meet that need on the part of the one who shows it. Mercy is, is the manifestation of pity. You know, we can, we can look at situations around the world, can't we, and have pity, but we can't do much about it. God looked on our situation, and, and he did something about it. And there's a, the, the, the verses in Exodus, Steve, which, which are there. Um, it says, you know, I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt, and I've heard them crying out because they're slave drivers, and I am concerned. So there's pity there. All right. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and gracious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And that's what God's done for us, isn't it? He's, come, he's, he's not just looked on us and thought, dear, dear, they're in a really bad state down there. Yeah? He's gone and done something for us and, and, and achieved salvation. We now live in a land flowing with milk and honey. But then he says, I'm sending you. He says to Moses, he says, I'm sending you. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out, out of Egypt. So he expects us to show mercy because, because he says, Blessed are the merciful, for you will be shown mercy. But it's so that we can show mercy to other people. We can bring mercy. We can bring this gospel to other people. So as receivers of grace, we, we then bring this mercy to other, other people. And the point of bringing that mercy to other people is that we might be peacemakers that we might bring peace into your situation. And again, quite often, grace, mercy and peace in that order go together. And we want to bring peace to people. We want to bring wholeness to people. We want to bring the gospel to people. We want to bring truth to people. And it's that, it's that um, sharing thing. Yeah? So we obey, we share, we bring mercy and we make peace. And, you know, God is this, the supreme um, peacemaker. But I just want to give you a practical example, I think, of how that works. How that works. How, how grace received, mercy shown, and then peace come to people through us. So if you take, and I'll use Food Bank as an example here. Food Bank started about 10 years ago, the, after the Food Bank here with an idea for somebody, and I think we initially invested something like £7,000, okay? And that, and that has now fed over 5,000 people each year. So it's, in a way, it's, a, it's the equivalent of our, um, our loaves and fishes. We, we've brought a couple of, couple, of, couple of loaves and a few fish. And, and that's been multiplied. 
So that's the grace that's associated with that. But it's grace to people who are in need. It's grace to those who are hungry. It's grace to those who have nothing and nowhere else, nowhere else to go. So we're then showing mercy. We're not just having pity on people. We're showing mercy to people. We're showing them a way out of their, of their situation in part, not fully. So then we're showing... But then what's happened recently is that... Um, We've started to pray for people. We've started to pray in, the, in here on a Wednesday. And we are seeing people receive peace. And Nathan, I think, shared last week about a guy who, you know, who, who, who was really touched by the praying that was going on for him. So we are starting to bring peace. So we start with some grace. We're, we're really, you know, what we have now is, is, a, is an act of grace on God's part. We've shown mercy and we're bringing peace to people. And I would say if you want to um, start you know, sharing this stuff, then get involved. And it might be as a, as a volunteer. It might be as a prayer. We'd you know, love to see people pray on a, on a Wednesday and start to bring peace to people and set them free. So these, you know, we, we, want, we want to see... Um, that hearing God, that obeying God, that sharing his word to come true as we start to, to move out. Because we, are, we, are, we have received mercy. We've received grace and mercy. And we should be providers of that and sharers of that grace and sharers of that mercy to bring peace to people. So as you go from here, then we want you to, to do that. We want you to start to hear, hear what God's saying to you. Hear what, what he's, obey what he's saying to you and start to share what he's saying to you with other people. Amen. I'd really like to just pray for people who, um, this thing about being born again, this thing about being in, uh, you know, in the camp, as it were, being, being followers of Jesus. And I would just, can you all stand a minute? Yeah. Because we, we really love people to be part of of, of this community, part of God's kingdom. You, you know, we want those who are meek uh, to, to, to possess the land. We want the poor in spirit to, to enter the kingdom of heaven. And if that's you, and you want this, this truth to, to sort of, through the Holy Spirit, to blaze in you, then can you just, as Felix said earlier, let's put, can you hold your hand up? And say, Jesus, I want to go with you. I want to, I want to follow you. I want to, to be born again. I want to have that new spirit within me, your Holy Spirit within me. And to just see, um, see you do these amazing things in my life. I want these blessings. I want these blessings that are available to your people.
I'm just going to pray, and if that's you, then just, um, just receive. And I think if there's those who are mourning over your situation, or there's those who are um, feeling hurt because of your situation, I want to I lift you as well. And if that's you, again, just raise your hands and we'll just pray.